2: You're listening to Comedy Central.
3: From New York City, the only city in America, it's the show that invented news. This is The Daily Show with your host,
4: And let me just say, this job is way better than when I worked at the White House. I can eat candy for lunch without Michelle Obama judging me for it. Anyway, we've got a great show for you tonight. My guest is Vanity Fair editor Radhika Jones. But yes, yeah, she's wonderful. She's wonderful. But there's a lot to talk about, so let's get into headlines.) things off with a big update on artificial intelligence if you're one of those people who's worried that AI is getting too smart too fast you might want to tell Alexa to turn your TV off Artificial intelligence, it just got more real.
0: Artificial intelligence taking a dizzying leap forward. OpenAI, the company behind ChatGPT, which came on the scene just four months ago, out with its latest innovation, GPT-4.
4: It can summarize articles, craft jokes, and even decipher images.
1: For example, it can tell us that if the strings in this image were cut, the balloons would fly away.
0: After scanning a picture of what's in your
1: cupboard or fridge, it can serve up options for a recipe. The previous version of ChatGPT had about a 10% chance of passing the bar exam for lawyers. This new version that's being introduced today has about a 90% chance of passing the bar.
4: You hear that? Hear that? In four months, this thing went from being born to acing the bar exam. (laughs) What can your dumbass four-month-old (laughs) do? Oh, did you see that? Oh, he looked me in the eyes and rolled over. I worked in the White House. And keep in mind, the bar exam isn't just a multiple choice test, okay? You have to write essays, you have to know case law, and you have to learn how to be smug when you say, oh, uh, yeah, I went to law school in New Haven. The point is, this thing is learning fast. Once it figures out how to get drunk and grope someone, it'll be qualified for the Supreme Court. big update with this new version is that it can analyze images like a photo of what's in your fridge. I don't want that! You have too many candy bars alerting Michelle Obama! (laughs) The big picture here is that AI is gonna do so many things so well that at some point, it's gonna put a huge amount of people out of work. So what do we do? I have two ideas. One, implement universal basic income. There you go. Or two, and hear me out here, we let the machines eat all the surplus people. No? Okay, yeah, less popular, I can tell. Fine. All right, enough about machines killing people. Let's move on to people killing people. Really dark, I know. It's been a year since Russia illegally invaded Ukraine. And now there's an international effort to hold Russia accountable in court for war crimes. But you'll never guess who's standing in the way.
0: The Pentagon is blocking the Biden administration from sharing evidence of Russian war crimes committed in Ukraine with the International Criminal Court. Military leaders say helping the court with the investigation would set a precedent that could lead to prosecuting Americans.
2: Oh,
4: that's right. Exhausting. The. Pentagon is saying we don't want Russians to get prosecuted for war crimes because then Americans could get prosecuted for war crimes. And I mean, look, I am just I'm just spitballing here. Okay, but one solution could be that Americans just not commit war crimes? No, no, never mind. That was stupid. That's a stupid idea. Stupid idea. Stupid idea. Look, this, this situation really illustrates how tricky it is for America to condemn other countries. Like, Joe Biden's just trying to be like, it is never acceptable to invade another country. And the Pentagon is in the corner just like, uh, let's, um, let's add in Europe. In Europe, just to, just to keep our options open, just in Europe. Anyway, if you, if you take a step back, it's actually, it's kind of crazy that there even is a concept of war crimes. I mean, I'm, I'm glad there is, but you have to admit, it's weird when you think about it. It's like, yeah, obviously we'll settle our differences by killing each other, but let's do it like gentlemen. Pew, pew. <laughs> but let's move on to some good news. FOR FOUR YEARS, THE ENVIRONMENTAL PROTECTION AGENCY HAD A PRETTY TOUGH TIME UNDER DONALD TRUMP. HE JUST uh, HONESTLY WASN'T A BIG ENVIRONMENTALIST. THE ONLY THING HE'S EVER PLANTED IS HIS EX-WIFE ON HIS GOLF COURSE. OH. GOLF JOKES CROSS THE LINE, APPARENTLY. Look, it's a new day, and now, like Ki-Hue Kwan, the EPA is back and
2: bigger than ever! The EPA today proposed the first-ever limits on so-called forever chemicals in drinking water. The toxic chemicals, also known as PFAS, have been used in manufacturing for decades.
1: These chemicals are used in the manufacturing of products that we use, like non-stick pans, waterproof clothing,
2: and furniture. They don't break down in the environment, and experts say they can cause a host of health issues. The EPA The EPA says that proposed limits would save thousands of lives.
1: This proposed rule will now go through an approval process for several months, including soliciting expert and public input.
4: So, uh, look, I'm very glad they're doing this, elections matter and all that. But do we really need months of public input on this? Like, who are the local weirdos who want to keep toxic water chemicals (laughs) in the water? Yeah, this uh, this is big government overreach. All right, if if they get every, if they give everybody clean water, that means they're gonna give trans people clean water. Oh, is, is, is this on? All right, I have I have to say, if I, if I may, I I like the way the chemicals taste. I think that we should have separate drinking fountains. No, not ju- not for the toxins. Just because, well, you know. Anyway, let's let's just be glad that they found a way to take these chemicals out of our drinking water. I mean, we could just stop using the chemicals in the first place, but then I'd have to scrape egg gunk off my pan, and honestly, I'd rather die of cancer. For more on this, we turn to Dulce Sloan, everybody, Dulce. Yeah. Great news. Great news for all Americans, right?
3: Ooh, speak for yourself. I'm not one of those freaks who drinks water. Oh. Everybody drinks water. No sir. Not me. I knew there was chemicals in it. <laughs> Look, this is America. All right? If something's free, that means there's a catch. All right? If an app is free, they're stealing your data. If there's a free trial, they're hoping you forget so they can start charging you if a couch is free on Craigslist, your cheap ass just got bed bugs. Well,
4: don't you have to drink water to, I don't know, survive?
3: Nope. I get my hydration in other ways. Capri Sun. Straight tequila. And you know, the, uh, the gushy part of grapes. Yeah. do the... will say, come on, not every free
4: th- thing is bad. Uh, what about the free samples at Costco?
3: You can't even get in the door without a membership. Just standing around that bitch costs money. Okay, church? Going to church costs nothing. Till the pastor takes up the fourth offering. Okay, all right. Uh, What about a walk in the park with someone you love? A walk in the park? Ugh, he sound broke. Listen. Best case scenario, we're gonna have to split an Uber. Worst case scenario, you get married, have kids, and now your kids got broke Uh jeans. (laughs) Uh-uh! That cost carries on for generations. Okay, all right, all right, fine, fine, fine.
4: But I know one thing that's definitely free. Our friendship.
3: Oh, uh. Cal, listen, have I taught you nothing? This is the Dulce Free Trial. I mean, you wanna keep talking after this, it's gonna cost you $7.99 a month. Listen, this is America, baby, okay? Dulce Sloan,
4: everybody. When we come back, we'll cure America's most deadly disease. Don't go away.
2: Visit paramountplus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.
4: Hey, welcome back to The Daily Show. Now, believe it or not, we are just around the corner from the 2024 presidential election. And there are so many important issues How to deal with China, what to do about climate change, whether Miley Cyrus can really hold her own hand, how does that even work? (laughs) But based on what we're hearing from Republican candidates and right-wing media, there's one issue that looms larger than all of that. It's the threat posed by a deadly virus, and probably not the one you're thinking of.
0: Wokeness is a virus more dangerous than any pandemic hands down.
4: I think it's all because of the woke mind virus. What if woke race obsession is not a fad, but instead an incurable brain virus that's infected our country's entire leadership class? This woke mind virus. The woke mind virus. The woke mind
0: virus. It is
4: a virus. Yeah, (laughs) Republicans are terrified of the woke mind virus. I mean, to be clear, not terrified enough to support public health care to treat it, but terrified. Now, I, I am not a doctor, as my parents remind me daily, but I did play Dr. Lawrence Kuttner on the hit TV show House. Thank you. Thank you. And I realized, look, if anyone could find a cure for the woke mind virus, it'd be those guys. So I actually feel fine. Am I okay to leave now? Not quite. Your brain's been swollen. I don't have to see, I don't have to alter your personality. I'm so sorry. We believe that it's the woke mind virus. But we have to ask you a few questions to confirm. Are you pissed off that Mr. Potato Head doesn't have a penis? No. Who gives a shit? Hmm. There's a trans swimmer at the local eighth grade meet. Does that sound fair to you? I don't care. How, how does this diagnose me? OK, um, last question. Does racism still exist? Yes. He could start saying Latinx any minute. I'm sorry, what is going on here? This is the greatest threat facing civilization. The great Dr. Elon Musk says so. But I'm not sick, although this nonsense has kind of given me a headache. Mr. Morgenthal, I know that you don't feel like you have this. Morgenthal one of them Jew names. What the <laughs> f-? Let me ask you this, do you agree that drag shows are a greater threat than school shootings? No, of course not. And I don't have any woke mind virus either. I'm just trying to be an empathetic person. Okay, we're losing him. Last we need to get you into a CRT scan. Don't you mean a CT scan? No. You know what, I'm gonna check myself out.
2: Knock him out. Okay. What
4: happened? Am I okay? Let's find out. What are your pronouns?
0: My pronouns. My pronouns. My pronouns are, kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
4: you're gonna be okay. Although you do have a weakness, I probably should have met with that. Oh no. When we come back, Radhika Jones will be joining me on the show. Don't go
3: away.
0: Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
2: visit paramountplus.com slash the shot to get a 50 percent discount off the paramount plus with showtime annual plan offer ends july 14th subscription auto renews restrictions apply
4: hey welcome back to the daily show my guest tonight is the editor-in-chief of vanity fair Their Hollywood issue is on newsstands now and available at vanityfair.com. Please welcome Radhika Jones. Chief of Vanity Fair for five years. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know you you throw the biggest party of the year, which is the Vanity Fair Oscar party that just happened. That's right. Sunday night. Sunday night. How'd it go? What can you tell me about it? Any good stories?
5: It was great. It was great. It was a lot of fun. It was a great night in Hollywood.
4: Is that where Justin Bieber wore a blanket?
5: He did. He was very... uh, I'm not hating on
4: that, by the way. I would rock a blanket (laughs) if I could pull it off.
5: He was very cozy. You know, we want everyone to kick back, relax, and Justin really embodied that for the night, so...
4: (laughs) The stories that usually come out of that party are, I think, like, a great combination of, of pop culture, fashion, THINGS WITH GRAVITY, I'VE BEEN MYSELF AND I'M ALWAYS SURPRISED WHEN THERE'S, YOU KNOW, ELECTED OFFICIALS, AUTHORS WHO'VE WON PULITZERS Mm -hmm. NEXT TO PEOPLE WHOSE MOVIES YOU JUST WALKED OUT OF. HOW DO YOU CURATE A LIST LIKE THAT?
5: For the record, I watch all the movies all the way oh, through. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, Cal. Uh, we we well, Vanity Fair is all about the mix because we cover all those things. We cover politics, we cover culture, we cover entertainment. Um, so it was such a cool. I mean, this year, for example, uh, we had two Nobel laureates in attendance. Malala was there. Um, she produced a film that was nominated for an Oscar. Uh, <laughs> Nancy and Paul Pelosi were there. Yeah, um, Pelosi. They, they, uh, they, they joined me for my viewing dinner that I host before the party, okay. and that was super fun. Um, we sat with uh, Donald Glover and Michael Keaton. So it's, it's all about the mix, and that's what makes it a lively and, and unique event.
4: Uh, it's an event that a lot of people want to get into, and I'm curious. Like, <laughs> what's the what's the craziest bribe you've ever been offered for entry um, to the Vanity Fairhouse?
5: So I obviously don't want to give anyone any ideas. So, <laughs> so I will not be answering that question. I, well, I didn't ask you if they worked.
4: I just asked <laughs> um, what they the offer They never work.
5: work. <laughs> no, I have. I'm like, no, no, no. Um, it's it's. No, I will tell you. That somebody once brought a fake Oscar to the party Aww. to get in. That's gangster. Yeah, so if, if anyone's in the habit of like melting gold and, yeah. you know, just make their, bring the Le- Lego Oscar statue, that's super cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> try it, try it, try your luck, is uh, what I have to say. Did they get in? Um, I don't know, okay. actually. Um, <laughs> it's lore. It stop, the story stops there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh,
4: Something that I find so interesting and dynamic about you is that in the five years uh, since you've been editor-in-chief, um, Vanity Fair has increased its footprint, its uh, its audience, its, its, its readership. At a time where most media outlets are shrinking in dramatic fashion, um, how did you manage to grow the brand like that?
5: Um, you know, uh, it's we're very proud of it and, and thank you for saying that because I, I feel like when I came to Vanity Fair I, I felt like it was such an important cultural property and I, I got to take my role as editor-in-chief at a time when the, the, our culture was dramatically changing. The Me Too movement was just getting rolling and um, you know there were just a lot of important conversations being had um, uh, among everybody really about kind of who holds power, um, who, gets to, who gets to have a voice in our country, in our culture, and who, um, and, and who do we put on pedestals? Who do, who do we look up to? And, and I felt like Vanity Fair has this really powerful legacy of you know, being able to shine a spotlight on people who really matter and people we think are important. And, and so to be able to modernize the brand and make it really fresh and forward-looking, make it more diverse, you know, to me that just felt like it was not only was it the right thing to do, um, but it was the exciting thing to do. I mean, it, the culture is dynamic, it's always changing. Um, you know, you're part of that. And and um, and I, I think it's really rewarding, f- not only for us who are making the magazine, you know, working on the site every day, curating the social feeds, making the videos, all those things, it's rewarding for us, but I think it's also rewarding for our readers because they really want to be able to discover what's new, what's fresh. I mean, that was the point of our Hollywood cover this year. Um, yeah, everybody, everybody on the cover is is under thirty-five. It's okay. just like incredibly powerful generation of Hollywood talent. And you know, you know, Austin Butler, Anna De Armas, both of them nominated for Oscars this year. You know, they're young. They're at the beginning of their careers, but they're already killing it. People like Julia Garner, um, Jonathan Majors. You know, the, it's exciting. I think to to be able to look to the future through people like that and to, for us to be able to elevate them. So that's been our mission. And yeah. to have it resonate and to, to see the success and see it reach audiences is, is just really gratifying.
4: Um, you, it's an incredible thing to witness as a fan of the the brand and the franchise, especially because as somebody who, who works in entertainment, I, I often feel like I'm fighting when I'm in a leadership position. I'm fighting to prove to folks who are a little higher up than me why I want to cast somebody or mm-hmm. hire this particular writer, especially if they come from a diverse background. Right. Um, and some of that is institutional, some of that is nepotism that you're fighting up against. You've really shaken up this magazine. You have new contributors, the stories right. that you're telling are never at the expense of somebody who's not qualified. Like you're bringing in these diverse voices from incredible American and global viewpoints. Was that hard to do when you got in the editor seat or or was that uh, An easy change?
5: I mean, I I just kind of plowed ahead and did it. (laughs) I figured someone would tell me to stop, you know, if it, if, if, but nobody did. And in fact, I had a lot of support. And, um, and again, when you see it resonating with readers, with viewers, you know, that's the, that's the proof, I think. Um, I, I, the reason I do this job is that I like taking risks, and, and I like being able to elevate new voices. And you know, I've benefited from that. I want to pass that along. So, um, I mean, I'm no, I'm happy to say that I, I just I, when I, came to, the magazine, I said this is what I want to do, and they said go for it, and here we are.
4: Um- I, I want to wrap up with you. You sort of alluded to shout outs, and uh, I love whether it's your social media or things that the that the, the magazine does, uh, highlighting up and coming brands. Mm-hmm. And these are incredibly talented, oftentimes, uh, you know, uh, folks from communities of color, young startups, people with really interesting stories that feed into their art or their fashion. How do you how do you find those people?
5: Well, I think that I'm. Uh I'm lucky to work with a team that's deeply curious and just kind of like very omnivorous. And that's how I feel too. I mean, I don't think there's, I think a lot of the divisions that we make in our culture are a little artificial, you know? you, I don't believe in the concept of a guilty pleasure. It's just a pleasure. So that's... Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I try to apply that to, you know, the, the curation of the magazine. And we do really serious investigative journalism, but we also are here to have fun, and we want our readers to have fun and enjoy it. And that's, you know, coming back to the Oscar party, like, that's kind of what it's all about. So, Well,
4: um, this, is a, this is a very fun issue. It's the 29th annual Hollywood issue on uh, Vanity Fair... Please, thanks so much to my, my guest, Radhika Jones. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this. Thank you so much. Um, and it's like... Yeah.
0: Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty.
2: Visit ParamountPlus.com slash Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.
4: That's our show for tonight, but before we go, please consider supporting the Sunrise Movement Education Fund. Their youth-led movement creates political action on climate change across America. If you can, please donate at the link below. Explore more shows from the Daily Show Podcast universe by searching The Daily Show, wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central, and stream full episodes
2: anytime on Paramount Plus. This has been a Comedy Central Podcast. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.
1: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.